while it still seems like Brady Cook is Missouri's likely starting quarterback on Saturday against Vanderbilt, it sure seems like the more you look at it, Sam Horn is going to be the future of the Eli Drinkwitz era for better or for worse. So let's talk about that and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by Sweat Block. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. And you know what's available right now over at betonline.net? Well, next NCAA coach fired futures. And probably to no one's surprise, our old friend Brian Harson of the Auburn Tigers, by far your leader in the clubhouse at just about even odds. But some other interesting names on there as well, including Kirk Ferentz at Iowa, 7-1, to one, David Shaw at Stanford, 6-1. to one. Shaw was certainly considered one of the great young minds in the game fairly recently, it seems to me, and also Jimbo Fisher at 19-2. But most importantly, if you're a Missouri fan, Eli Drinkwitz checking in at 10-1 to be the next coach fired in NCAA football. Now, frankly, anybody but Brian Harson at this point is a bad bet, but I would say that Eli Drinkwitz in particular is a really, really bad bet. But I will say this, my friends over at betonline.net, well, they don't just throw that name out there lightly, especially at those type of odds. Now, to me, the odds of Eli Drinkwitz actually being fired this season after 2022, especially before somebody like Brian Harson, what would have to happen there? Well, certainly Missouri would probably have to get worked pretty good by Vanderbilt on Saturday and then proceed to lose every game the rest of the season, including New Mexico State. I just don't see that happening. And even under that scenario, I'm not totally convinced that Missouri would move on. It would take that, though, for sure. I mean, they would have to lose literally every single game. But most importantly, it does make you realize something that Drinkwitz is under more pressure than you might imagine. Now, Barry Odom obviously only got four years at Missouri, and, well, it'll be the fourth year for Drinkwitz next season. And to me, though, I thought, just to go back to Odom quickly, say what you will about Barry Odom. I just think in general, Missouri, if you're a Missouri-type program, firing your coach every three or four years is not exactly a path to success. But As I said at the time all those years ago now, by the way, this is my third anniversary here on the Locked on Mizzou podcast, so congratulations to me. But seriously, though, Odom, to me, kind of made his own bed a little bit. He dug his own grave, if you will, because he just wasn't – he had a bad relationship with his athletic director. Him and Jim Sterk, for whatever reason, never got along. Well, number one – Jim Sterk didn't hire Barry Odom, so that may have been part of the problem there. And guess what? 
We have a similar situation with Eli Drinkwitz and Desiree Reed Francois. Now, the thing is, I've never heard any any actual negative feelings between those two, between Reed Francois and Drinkwitz. I don't think they have a combative relationship. I've never heard that whatsoever. But it does remain true that Eli Drinkwitz was hired by Jim Sterk, who is no longer here. And guess what? When you're an athletic director, you tend to have a longer leash for people you've hired, like Mike Alden with Gary Pinkle, and a shorter leash for people you didn't hire, like Jim Sterk with Barry Odom. So to me, all this just adds up to, my goodness, how does how does Eli Drinkwitz get the momentum kind of going back in the right direction for Missouri and his program, for his era in this time in Columbia? Well, obviously, it's the quarterback position. Brady Cook, for as much as I want him to be the answer and to be the long-term answer, it's not happening. I'm sorry. I think we can be honest with ourselves and say that Brady Cook is not going to be the long-term answer at quarterback here. So that means that it's either got to be Sam Horn, which puts a lot of pressure on the right arm of a true freshman without question. It's either got to be him or... Missouri's got to find somebody in the transfer portal this offseason for 2023. Because if Horn's not ready, I just don't think if you're Drinkwitz, you can go into another season with Brady Cook as your starting quarterback. Now, maybe the second half of the season, maybe Missouri opens it up a little more offensively. Maybe they give Cook somehow a little bit more time to throw it, and suddenly the light clicks. I don't think that's very likely but I can't totally dismiss the possibility. I just think it's much, much, much more likely that we're either looking at Horn or somebody in the transfer portal. And what that means is unlike this past offseason, Drinkwitz can't strike out on the portal like he did last year. Jaden Daniels, JT Daniels, Gary Bohannon, all three guys came to Missouri on official visits, all wound up elsewhere. The bottom line is for Eli Drinkwitz, a guy who came to Missouri with an offensive reputation, a guy who calls his own plays offensively, well, quite simply, Missouri just has to be better and significantly better offensively next year, or else it's going to be another mediocre season in the Drinkwitz era, I'm afraid, because... You can't just ask the defense, especially one that's going to lose possibly some important pieces next year. You can't just ask them to, to, to do it all, especially, again, when you're the offensive guy. I need to see something offensively from you, from a team and a program that arguably in your three seasons as the head coach has actually regressed offensively each year. You can really make a pretty compelling case statistically that that's the case. So, again... Bottom line, Drinkwitz, you got to be better offensively. The best way to do that, hope Sam Horn is really good, and if he's not ready this season or next, by golly, you better find a good one in the transfer portal or else his seed is going to be getting extremely hot next season. And by the way, if if Desiree Reed Francois, if it turns out that in Dennis Gates, say say Dennis Gates, this might sound kind of weird, but oddly enough, if if Dennis Gates, say he makes the NCAA tournament in his first year and just looks like a home run hire for Reed Francois in Missouri, well, in a weird way, that almost puts more pressure on Drinkwitz because, well, Desiree's going to think, hey, 
and rightly so possibly that, hey, I might have the magic touch here. I might know how to hire a coach and I might be ready to hire a football coach. This will be her third season next year as Mizzou AD as well. So she's not just going to want to sit around forever and do nothing while her football program is hovering around 500 or slightly below. I think that she's an aggressive person. She's shown that she's been aggressive in terms of shaking up the actual athletic department itself, the people who work within it behind the scenes. So I don't see why she wouldn't be aggressive with the $4 million coach and the most important position in the athletic department. So like I said, Eli Drinkwood's seed is going to continue to get a little bit hotter until he finds his quarterback for the future, but I do know a way he can at least stave off some sweat. And hey, did you notice Tony Romo in the Chiefs-Bills game the other day? He raises up his arms and, oh no, pit, pit sweat stains. Yeah, nobody ever wants to pit out a dress shirt. Frankly, that's one of my big fears, but I have a solution for you. It's called sweat blocks. You see, anytime I'm going to a, a hot wedding, any type of event where I'm wearing a, a, a thin shirt, a dress shirt, something like that, maybe a coat over the top. You never know how hot it can be inside, and nobody wants to get caught with sweaty pits. So you know what? Sweat block was created by a doctor to help with his own excessive sweating, so that means it is doctor-created and doctor-recommended. You can't beat that. So if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or, or or odor, excuse me, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. Well, the SEC media members released their poll on where the teams are going to finish in basketball this coming season. Missouri picked to finish 11th in men's basketball, which at first glance probably seems a little disappointing after I revealed that Missouri 41st overall in Kempom projection so far. But really, I think what that says, that 11th, being 11th there in that media poll, I think it just shows the overall strength of the SEC. Now, certainly I think there's a tier of Kentucky, Arkansas, and Tennessee that is probably above everybody else right now. Maybe Auburn and Alabama and possibly Texas A&M could sneak in to that upper tier as well. But once you get past that, I think you've got a lot of teams that are solid, at least on paper, but who the heck knows how it's all going to going to finish out because you have so many teams including Missouri by the way Missouri Florida LSU Mississippi State that have new head coaches this year so who knows how that's all going to going to change out to be honest with you how it's all going to finish out but i think Missouri does have a really good chance to at least be a borderline bubble type tournament team this year for sure i think the projections show that and i just think that I have a lot of faith in Dennis Gates to get this team together. This seems to be a, a type of roster that plugs some holes, has some experience. If they can just gel together fairly well, I, I think you've got a team that, that should be a lot more fun to watch than last year at the very least. Let's put it that way. By the way, former Missouri basketball player Drew Smith has made the Miami Heat 
on a two-way contract, meaning that he'll be with the Heat for some of the season, but they can bounce him back and forth between the Miami Heat and the NBA's developmental league as well. But bottom line, it seems like Drew should make at least about a half a million dollars this season, and he's got a real chance to stick in the league, which is unusual for a player of his profile, a guy who not only played four years in college, actually spent four five years in college with that extra sit-out year for transferring. A lot of times those guys, especially after having a whole season last year where he didn't play in the NBA, those guys usually don't get that many opportunities. So a really that's a just to me a big a big plus and a big credit to Drew Smith just as a a hard working human being that he he stuck it out that long and ended up making it happen. Probably one of the more underappreciated Tigers in recent memory in my opinion. Just a really solid overall player. Didn't take anything off the table, really. Like, what did Drew Smith do badly as a point guard, as a combo guard? Nothing, honestly. You know, you could say he wasn't necessarily above, above spectacular average at any one skill, but man, he he was just solid at absolutely everything. Also, just a really tough guy, too. Played through some tough ankle injuries and you know, helped guide Missouri to some big wins, getting getting them to the NCAA tournament that one year, of course, and just seems like a good, solid citizen, too. Recently got married and all that good stuff. Seems like a type of guy who should fit in well with the Miami Heat. Who knows how long it'll really last. You know, we saw with Kim English and Phil Pressey, among others, sometimes the stay in the NBA isn't very long, but just to get that cup of coffee, maybe put six figures away in the bank, hey, Ain't nothing wrong with that, so congratulations to Drew Smith. And coming up, I want to crack open the Mizzou mailbag once again and answer a few questions, including about why Tyler Macon perhaps hasn't been able to make the jump just yet. But first, I want to tell you about LinkedIn jobs. And these days, every new potential hire can be sort of a landmine. You never know, because once you hire somebody... You never know, you might be tough to get rid of them at a certain point. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. So here's what you do. You post your job, add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, and that will help you spread the word that you're looking to hire. Not that you're looking for a job yourself, but know you're looking for qualified candidates with LinkedIn. And what LinkedIn Jobs helps you do is find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And now for my favorite part of the show. Yes, talk to the audience. And unlike Krusty the Clown, I actually mean that. So let's start off with Gray from YouTube who asks, have you heard anything specific about why Tyler Macon hasn't been able to make the jump yet? Well, Gray, first of all, I'll be completely honest with you. I loved Tyler Macon coming out of high school. So I would have certainly hoped he would have made the leap, if you will, by now for sure. But 
Unfortunately, I think one thing that makes the quarterback position so hard to evaluate out of high school is just sometimes these types of players are just so much more physically gifted than the defenders that they're playing against. I think I was maybe caught up in you know the physical tools that Macon had that I really liked. Thought he had a strong enough arm to throw downfield. Thought he was had enough, certainly enough athleticism to his game where he could run the ball when he needed to. And despite being only maybe five foot ten or so, he's also a fairly thickly built guy. Again, at least at least compared to those high school guys that he was going against. And I also really liked Macon's ability, at least what I saw on film in high school, to throw the ball on the move. But unfortunately, and this is sort of the rumors that I've heard through the grapevine that also tend to match up actually with what I see on the football field, at least what I saw against Georgia last season, Macon's lone start. And I'll admit this is a, this is a tough comp. It really is. It's, it's a, tough, a tough judgment because getting your first start as a true freshman against Georgia, not exactly ideal. But still, to me, I just think the X's and O's part of the game, the pre-snap reads, going through the progressions, at least at the college level, I just don't think Macon is there yet. That would be my assumption, and I didn't think he looked ready in terms of X's and O's and that sort of thing against Georgia last year, and my assumption is he still isn't there yet. So there's your answer. And finally, Steve on YouTube asks, would you please explain your intro to Locked on Mizzou? The central scrutinizer reference, is that a Frank Zappa reference? Well, Steve, move to the head of the class, sir, because you might be the only person who has actually gotten that reference. Again, I'm three years into this show, probably been doing that intro for at least a couple years. But yes, the central scrutinizer is actually indeed Frank Zappa in his, to me, classic, classic album, Joe's Garage. Just an amazing piece of music. If you're, if you're of my parents' generation, if you're a baby boomer, you know, Frank Zappa is kind of, he's mainstream without being mainstream. He's mainstream without ever being played on the radio, essentially. So you'll never hear Frank on like classic rock stations, but again, if you're of my parents' generation, I, I'm almost certain you're aware of Frank. My parents got me into Frank, and I'm just a big fan of the guy. I find him funny and to be a musical genius. So the central scrutinizer thing, again, if you've heard Joe's Garage before, you'll certainly get the reference. But I also just thought, I mean, I kind of am the central scrutinizer here. It's just me most of the time talking into a microphone, except when I have the occasional guest. So just makes me smile when I said it. That's the only real reason. And by the way, another part of that intro that is a complete accident, the hey, all you true sons and daughters thing. Well, perhaps some of you are aware. I'm sure most of you are aware of the Netflix documentary Tiger King. Well, old Carol Baskin, right? Well, apparently Carol has had a long time either podcast or YouTube show, and her intro is Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. And here's the thing about that. I looked at that one day. I was like, wow, that's really bizarre 
This is the exact same like rhythm and everything. I'm like, did Carol Baskin sneak into my head one day or something? I, I, I don't believe so, folks. I think that's actually just a complete and total coincidence that, hey, all you true sons and daughters, sounds remarkably like the same rhythm of, hey, all you cool cats and kittens from Carol Baskin. I promise you, wasn't trying to shout out Baskin there. Total coincidence. But anyway, there's the there's the explanation for my introduction. So to all of you longtime fans who stayed through the end of this episode, well, I hope that was a solid payoff for all of you. And you know what? I'm looking for a good payoff on Saturday. I don't know about you. Hopefully we'll get a big-time Missouri victory. But on tomorrow's show, let's take a deep dive into Vanderbilt, find out what the Commodores are all about this season. And also, hey, if you want a daily explanation and just recap of the day in sports, there's no other place that you need to go other than Locked On Sports Today. Please subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Again, that's Locked On Sports Today. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. Locked on Mizzou.